the biggest thing to me that makes the it makes traction EOS really work is right people right seats like don't be scared to make the call on yourself even being able to self-assess have a high level of self-awareness and the vulnerability to be able to speak out is a massive thing at the executive level that we do not do enough of yeah we want to grow it's on us first Welcome to Tractionville, the podcast for companies running on EOS. I'm your host, Chris White, along with... Benj Miller. And today, we're excited to bring Tractionville, Trey Sheneman. Trey is the Executive Marketing Director for Ramsey. And uh, don't let that fool you, because he's also an entrepreneur. Trey, welcome to Tractionville. Guys, it's a it's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to, uh, to speak with you guys today. You've got a bit of a unique journey, um especially as it relates to EOS. So let's start there. Tell us what you're doing now, but more importantly, maybe how you got there. Yeah, so um, prior to joining the team at Ramsey for the decade before that, I was sort of senior leader and partner at two different marketing agencies in Metro Atlanta. One was a super niche, kind of a niche of a niche agency in that we did only social media and we did it only for hotels. We did that for four years. Uh, then after that, I joined more of a broader kind of full stack, full service agency as a VP of strategy and a partner. And we were the type that had fewer clients, bigger retainers, where we tried to do everything for a client. So I kind of got polar experiences uh, when it comes to the agency life and, and in different sizes. So that that first agency, you know, we started, there's two of us in the room and we started. And when I left, there were 14 people on the team. So we, we scaled it to a decent size. Um, the second agency that I joined uh, had 45, 50 people on the team. So sort of a mid-sized agency, I would say. Um, they each came with very unique, unique sets of problems. Obviously, one being a pure startup process was not something even remotely in our vernacular in the early days. You know, we were shooting from the hip and, and just trying to make it happen. And then I joined, uh, you know, an eight-year-old, nine-year-old agency, and they had a set of processes. Um, but really felt like they had lost some of that strategic ability to pivot on a dime that that small startup mentality brings. So, so sort of lived in that in between. So you break, bring all those experiences. And then I joined Ramsey, which is a thousand person company, easily the biggest company team I've ever been on. You know, it's a board led organization. It's matrixed. So we've got business units that get served by marketing and tech and HR and accounting and all of those things. And so as a matrix team member, so as executive marketing director, I'm, I'm sort of the pseudo kind of chief marketing officer of my wing of Ramsey. So I've got sets of marketing and skill development responsibilities for my team of marketers that serve this business. But then I've got business leadership responsibility where I sit with the co-owners of the business units that we're on um, and talk through process. And that's really where I first got introduced to traction was in, and the US model um, is, is kind of working through the, the sort of strategic wheel of the way we make decisions and how vision and data, and you guys know how it goes, how all that kind of comes through. And so we, we've been doing it. They had just started it before I joined two years ago, and I would say we're still figuring it out. You know, we we don't have it all dialed in yet, but it is a, certainly a part of our 
regular kind of uh, uh, cycles that we try and do this leadership with strategic offsites, you know, level 10 meetings, you know, uh, doing IDS. So, you know, it's, it's, it's in our repertoire now. We just kind of Ramsey weigh it a little bit at times, which is sort of what we're known for. <laughs> so, yeah, that's no. up here. <laughs> no, Trey. <laughs> Trey, as a, as a big thinker, which I know you are, how, how has that been for you? Is, it, is there freedom in the boundaries or are you pushing up against the boundaries and feeling the pain? Man, I am... Uh... <laughs> When things move from whiteboards to action, I can sometimes get lost in the fire a little bit myself, just personally the way I'm wired. And so what traction, what EOS has forced me to do is, and, and praise God for executive assistance, like forced me to really bake time into my weekly calendar that I've never had before to like sit down and drive things to the ground within the cycle so that when we come back and I know an IDS topic is about to come up again, that I'm educated on what it is we're going to be talking about when we go into the room, because in the areas where I'm strong, I feel really strong all the time. And in the areas where I'm weak because of that startup and that agency, agency mentality that I had before, like I just would always hire people or, you know, engage with people to do those things. I'm, I'm super weak in and here because of the, the seat that I'm in, I still have to have an opinion, though, like an, an educated, formed opinion to participate well in the conversation. And so it's forced me to stretch, you know, pro forma and projections. You know, I, I get the data side, the, you know, GA analytics, the marketing, the pure marketing metrics. Like I get that to the max, but yeah. trans, translating that down into the business imperatives and what it is we're trying to do and how we want to grow. And so I would say it's been an adjustment for me, you know, that to really kind of feel like, that 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 donut is getting thrown around me to say you got to sit down for a little bit here, man, and, and, and lean into this, and figure it out. It sounds like yeah. you're enjoying being stretched. Yeah. If you, man, look, it, the only thing that should be a given is growth. If you want to win in life, like that, you can never remain where you were when you got there. Resumes get you in the door. Results keep you keep you wherever you are. And so here, uh, growth is the standard. Like it, it's not the exception. And so I have to, and it's good for me. It's been good It's because, you know, it's, it's actually translated into other areas of my life. You know, Benj, I know, you know, but, um, you know, I've lost 50 pounds in the last eight or nine months, you know, in the midst of quarantine and, and being home and, and all these things, like there's just a different level of discipline. I'm starting to experience my life that as I've gotten more disciplined in business and less shoot from the hit while West Trey, a little more predictability in my life, it's starting to kind of, cascade down into other areas and it's good it's good for you how do you coach your team around that idea that that growth is a is the mandate we do weekly one-on-ones and then i do a so one-on-one model here so i've got four directors that report to me and then they have teams technically two two of them are directors they're senior marketers because their business units haven't matured enough yet to have a director level position but they function as a director would function so i've got four of them and then they each have teams of varying size so, you know, we do weekly one-on-one models. So they get 30 minutes with me every week. Um, and I always tell them the first 10 are mine, the second 20 are yours. And one of the primary things I always bring up is like, where are our growth areas that we are working on, which are scorecards right now and how are we doing? It's something very visible, something we readily talk about. And then the expectation is they're doing the same with their teams. And so once a month or sometimes it's quarterly, 
I'll do skip level meetings where then I go and meet one-on-one with the, the people that report to them and just try and validate down. And the, the biggest thing that I've implemented since I've been here is a T-shaped marketer chart um, so that essentially all in, the, in its branches are, are the skills that are sort of just status quo, standard to the job. Everyone's expected to have them. And then the, the stem of the T is the core marketing skills within our business unit that you should be continuing to deepen your understanding in over time. And we use that diagram often uh, with people to kind of say, how are you developing? Where are you on this five point scale in each one of these areas? How are we getting you extra support and training around these areas? So, you know, this is one of those things where people should be have a lot of clarity about both where they are and where they need to go at all times. That's really good. I want to make sure we capture that T-shape. So the idea there is that within your team, there's a certain set of skills, knowledge that everybody shares, kind of a baseline. And then within your specialty, you got to go deep and you got to keep getting deeper. Correct. Yeah. And, and the scale goes all the way from associate, which is entry level with us, to senior director, which is a step below my seat. Um, and then the expectation at the executive director level is you're a five on a five point scale on all of them. Like you've, you've, you've come to mastery. Um, and so we haven't, um, this has literally been built over the last 12 to 13 months. And my team has been the guinea pigs that we've been building this model around. And it's just now getting rolled out and formalized. So they almost feel like they got to help co-create their new scorecard and their new system, which has been very powerful. Oh yeah, well it's it's buy-in and they take ownership and and growth. It, it, it just it's that connectivity, right? Mm-hmm. And immediately aligned. Yeah. Right from from that associate entry level all the way up to senior level. Yeah, powerful all right, stuff. I got a big question for you. I don't know if I can phrase this the right way, but um, you know, some, we we use the analogy of we promote our best salesman to sales leader. You know. And uh, we lose our best salesmen and we lose all of our salespeople because they hate the guy that can't really lead them well. So I think I heard you say when you master all of these, uh, the verticals, the stems, you become the Jedi master, the, the executive, the team leader, you get promoted. But are you just the best technician? Yeah, it's great. So we have, that's a great question. So we have um, job skills, hard skills, soft skills sort of like these are the skills that are required of a marketer and then the hard and the soft skills are these are the skills of required of a ramsey marketer like these are our culture-based skills our our ramsey way based skills that how we deal with people this is how we handle conflict uh, like that all that stuff is over here and that's company driven and you 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 like this is this this stuff like you could do all this stuff. And if you don't do this stuff over here, well, like you're not ever getting promoted. Like there is always a how to the what. So this is the what, this is the how kind of section of it. Um, and so I would say we also have two very specific paths within Ramsey where you can raise your hand and say, look, zero desire to lead people ever, but I want to be the best search marketer on the planet. And so then we have an even deeper version of specialist one, two, and three, like once you get to the level where you can just keep going deep in your expertise and you don't ever have to have the expectation of leading people or making heavy business decisions. And then we have that other track that's like, no, 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 I want to be on the people leader track. And it's like, okay, well now those hard and soft skills are going to become really critical in your development. It's not all about the, the marketing skills you bring to the table. 
Today's episode is sponsored by Keystone Search. CEOs, owners, and visionaries, having the right integrator can literally create rocket fuel for your business. Hiring the wrong one is expensive and can even damage the business you've worked so hard to build. The team at Keystone Search is expert at helping visionaries hire their ideal integrator. Keystone has conducted successful integrator searches across the country, and they are proud to say when EOS Worldwide needed a new integrator in 2016, Keystone was the firm of choice. If hiring a rockstar integrator is in your future, go to www.keystonesearch.com to download more information or give them a call. Keystone Search is here to help you. When you go to the front end of your hiring process, is that baked in like where, because this is like their success path, right? At Ramsey. Yeah. And is that baked in on the front end? I literally have got my last round with a guy coming up this Monday who will be the first one that's gone through the new, what that included in it. Nice. I will tell you, I got a, so we do, we have a very thorough interview process here, you know, 20,000 plus applications a year to hire 200 people. So we're very thorough, six, seven, eight rounds. Um, but on the, the second to last round, you do a half day where you're here for four hours and you kind of do four one hour blocks with various people you're going to work with. If you get the job and the last one is always kind of like our culture slash HR interview where HR kind of dots the T, you know, dots the ass crosses the T's with you about what it actually means to be a Ramsey team member. It was super encouraging yesterday. I got a text from the gentleman who did that. And uh, his response was, that young man could describe what winning in his role looks like far better than very many people that I've interviewed since I've been in my seat. And I'm like, we're on to something. Um, this guy has got extreme clarity about what 30, 60, 90, 180, 365 days should look like in his seat. Um, and we have not had that yet. We've had versions of it. Yeah. Um, and it's not that what we were doing was bad. We had, we had a good working version of this. But like the laser focus that I'm trying to drill down to within my team to get people here. So it's like we it becomes super objective and not subjective as best we can. It's kind of like yeah. what we agreed to. Yeah. Where you were when you got here. This is where we're going. How are we doing? Yeah. Uh, so. There's no ambiguity in that. Correct. Right. We're just it's, it's about absolute clarity, like around not only job responsibilities, but expectations, I'm sure, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all kind of laid out. And uh, that's some that's if this is the first round, that's some great feedback. Yeah, I was uh, I was super pleased with the yeah. year from him because, you know, I haven't I've kind of I've, I've, I've never had this much structure to interviewing and hiring people myself either before sort of like do we get along do you understand who we are yeah right you built a funnel and the reality is i just need a warm body i am i am plugging a bleeding hole (laughs) and then you get the wrong person of course all right so so you're talking about a a very tight level of process of clarity um but I know you're big on agility too. So how do those two actually go together? Yeah. So, um, man, so we, uh, the most agile decision we made this year is we have moved from a very six month, 12 month, 18 month planning cycle to more of a, which was always rock driven. And we, and we like the rock concept for sure. 
Um, we've also kind of added in this OKR flair this year with objectives and key results and going more squad model. So we have sort of at the executive level, we have our rocks. But then once we get a rock, we break it down into an objective. We give the objective to a squad or a team of squads. And then their result, their job is to come up with the key results that they need to drive to go and hit that objective, which would help us kind of hit our rock. And so the squads are made up of senior, you know, senior marketers sort of running the squad with an analyst, a dev, a designer or two, a writer or two, and a QA. And so that that kind of function like a mini agency who can go and say, this is the problem that we're solving in the funnel right now. And so we try and stack it up because we've got five squads on one of my teams where they're sort of all working at what I would call like compounding inflection points within the business at the same time. So that hopefully we look up in 60, 90 days at the end of this cycle and it's like, wow, you know, the lift, the three yeah. lift we got from the whole system went way up. So it's a little bit of a different way we've tried to remain like they're agile in their groups. The, the problems are identified they're big enough that they can still remain agile within their groups on smaller cycles about how they're solving that problem. We don't dictate activity. We set expectational result and then let them come back and say, these are the best activities we can be doing to drive to those results. All right, all right, so, so let me, Trey, you at the, at the, at the senior level, right? You take the rock and then you delegate down separate from that, right? Cause those are the corporate, when we get into the department or division, whatever, are they also setting their own strategy? Do they have quarterly rocks as well? So you're, we're in a little bit of a kind of transitional season right now, Ramsey, where some are very much in that model and some are kind of in this hybrid model is what I would what, like what we're doing. Yeah. Others have, are all the way on the other side of this where they're not doing rocks at all. They're doing just okay, pure OKR. Yep. Um, and so, and, and it's one of those things where it's like, I don't think there's a hard and fast or stop date on any one of the things with Ramsey. It's sort of like, these are the corporate initiatives, whether you're calling them objectives or you're calling them rocks, like this is what they are. And this right. is how it translates down into your business division. Like, how are you guys going to go and serve this? And I'll also say, you know, we, we're working really hard right now on, on, on the, as I kind of described offline to you guys, on like the integration of the user experience across Ramsey, instead of thinking about it as like these independent kind of pop shot experiences that happen out in the ether, like connecting people into the brand, becoming a little more of a branded house instead of a house of brands. And so I think as that happens, our processes, the way we set goals and objectives will, will start to become more global than they've even have been before. We, we do a really good job of it, but at the same time too, we've also had multiple P&Ls within the building that we've run for years. And so you kind of got to run your business like your business. Right. Very, very, very focused. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, that's why I'm saying that's why we're in this interesting transition. You know, we're, we got 14 websites and we're in the process of, you know, migrating down to a single website, which is going to be a massive move. You know, we're, we're going Ramsey block R on everything instead of the sub brands of, you know, the FPU, every dollar. So it's like a lot of transition. So the model kind of has to grow and ebb and flow. Got to be flexible for sure. Yeah. yeah. So when you, when you create the squads, does, does that squad, does that objective for that squad become their full-time job? Or yes. is, do you say this is your Friday? Oh, they're hundred percent focused. Yes. Right. Yep. yep. Now hundred percent focus here means 65% of your time. 
um, because, you know, we just, we have staff meetings and devotionals and we have these global kind of things everybody has to participate in. But basically like if you're in our business unit time, like you guys are squarely working on solving this problem together as a team. That's it. Wow. So every quarter they could be switching their job, their focus, what they're working on. I would say, you know, not that this is right or wrong. This has been our experience. It, it, they could even be at two week increments so far if the problem is okay. small enough. Huh. Basically, they work on it until the problem's done. That's amazing. So like right now, like this cycle we're in right now, we're going to be working on this. We've projected. So we just came out of a two-week ideation sprint of the next round of problems. So I led a group, two other senior leaders led groups, and we've now come back and said, here's everything that we found. Um, because we're still flexing that muscle, kind of down huh. themes is like how to do ideation well. Um, and so we're still having to play ball some at that level, but now we've got a backlog, uh, you know, a backlog of, of opportunity. And so we've already sort of forecasted out because we don't work off of deadlines. We work off of impact. So it's sort of like when the number has moved from here to here, we'll call that a win at right now. We feel like we're working on this for the next seven weeks based on kind of some things we projected testing cycles, things of that nature. So it's sort of like go and come up for air around about new year's and if you're done you're done and if you're not then we'll move you keep going and, we'll, and the other group can move on to the next set of problems that we've identified in the backlog so how do yeah. you create the urgency if there's no deadline um so every friday uh for 45 minutes we get on a zoom call and everyone has to demo the work that they've done for the last week to the whole team and that's a way that we're sort of like don't be the group that's on not on demos on friday not showing what you did this week and what you delivered. So it's sort of this kind of, and we keep it fun. It's hilarious. The chat room is just awesome. And it's a lot of cheering and bell ringing and people are stoked for each other, but we've just created this, this reputation or this expectation that like we're shipping work and we're, we're, we're making impact and you're on the team and this is what we do. Um, and we even have some groups like if they're not ready to ship work, they'll get on there and say, this is why we didn't ship this week. Like, this is where we screwed up. This is what we missed. This is what we learned. So driving for a lot of transparency yeah. uh, in, within the group. Um, and, and the other thing too, is like we have rules about everyone in the team has to be able to present the work the same way as the leader could. So they got to all know and be able to own their metrics. We got various whiteboards in the room where a different person from each squad has to walk to the whiteboard every day and update their numbers. That's their scoreboard. So their scoreboards are posted all over the floor. Um, so there's not, there's not a lot of, unknowns and and how are we doing how are we doing as a big group how are we doing as these small groups where are we going from here so when we get this thing dialed in guys it's good which we're getting close it's really going to be sounds like you're a lot further along than most people i i I imagine tractionville's out there right now going like this dude's dialed in (laughs) we're trying it's it's not i think there's this there's a group of there's a we got incredible leadership here that it just are willing to say, Hey, if it's not working, we're going to do something different. Like we don't have to keep staying. Right. With stay. I literally got a thing up here in my office for one of our company values is we shoot sacred cows. And I literally got the shoot the sacred cows award last year. That's kind of a laugher, but it's like, no, man, look, if it's a sacred cow, it's a sacred cow. Like, right. like let's, let's go do something different. Um, I love this. I can't wait to post this. I think people are going to get a lot of ideas about how to execute, how to be, create higher levels of, of clarity, of expectation and roles. Um, Trey, as, as you know, me, you know, EOS, you know, our audience, entrepreneurs out there, 
trying to do the same type of things you're doing, leave us with just what's on your heart. Biggest piece of wisdom, advice. What do you have for track? Yeah, the, uh, the only way you lose in business is if you quit. And uh, if you're, if you are um, just obtuse enough to not learn when you make a mistake, it's really the only way you ever lose. So don't stop. Uh, it's okay to adjust. Adjusting uh, is just a part of course correction. It's not a part of, you know, in game. Um, when you're going to new places, nowhere people have ever gone before, it normally takes a lot of adjustment. And so the, the last thing I would say is like the biggest thing to me that makes the, it makes traction EOS really work is right people, right seats. Like don't be scared to make the call on yourself even about, Hey guys, gals, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the right seat. Like my, the things that I'm a 10 out of 10 on, I don't get to do a lot where I'm at right now in the business. The things I'm a three out of 10 on, I'm doing a lot. This isn't good for us. Like being able to self-assess, have a high level of self-awareness and the vulnerability to be able to speak out is a massive thing at the executive level that we do not do enough of. We want to grow. It's on us first. And so that's what I would say. Man, appreciate everything you just said. Yeah, absolutely. Trey, thanks for spending some time with us. I'm glad Tractionville got to know you. Tractionville, you heard something today that you're going to go implement or share or noodle on. It, it impacted you. I want you to impact somebody else by sharing this episode. Would you do that for us? Do that for them. And we'll see you next week on Tractionville Tuesday. Tractionville Tuesday.